0: Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1032. An excerpt from the book, Healing Hacks, Bring Your Body Back to Nature, by Ian Hart, and I'm Dr. Neil. Happy Monday and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily, where I act as your narrator of the best health and fitness blogs, all for free. I cover fitness, diet and nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors. And then on Fridays, I answer your questions right here on the show. Now, I occasionally narrate from books, and that's the case today. This is an adaptation from Ian Hart's book, so not exactly an excerpt, but close enough. And I'll tell you more about him after the reading. And with that, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from the book, Healing Hacks, Bring Your Body Back to Nature by Ian Hart. When most people decide to start a new exercise regimen, it's because they want something specific to lose weight, build muscle, or become more flexible. Those are great goals, but they underestimate the true importance of movement. Movement is crucial to all of our body systems. Cells get their needs met through movement, be it the movement of nutrients, oxygen, carbon dioxide, and other substances in and out of each cell. When the cells don't have movement, that's when we see disease and discomfort in our bodies. Here are eight reasons you should think of movement as medicine for your entire body. One, movement reduces inflammation. Lack of activity stimulates the network of inflammatory pathways, and it leads to visceral fat. A cascading effect results. As people gain weight and become more sedentary, they tend to eat more poorly and store more toxins. Chronic inflammation can set in. Exercise, on the other hand, causes levels of cytokines, inflammatory markers in the blood, to go down. There's a difference between intermittent inflammation, such as muscle soreness, and chronic inflammation. Soreness is a normal part of the body's repair mechanisms. If you work out regularly, your body will adapt and get more efficient at repairing itself. Two, movement reduces infection and prevents disease. Being inactive increases your risk for numerous diseases, including type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, colon cancer, breast cancer, dementia, and depression. As people exercise adaptively, they protect themselves against these diseases. A study conducted in 2009 found that compared with a sedentary state, moderate exercise is associated with reduced incidences of infection. The increased oxygen we get in our bodies from exercise is a huge part of speedier recovery. Oxygen assists in the changeover of cells. It helps clear out dead cells and set the stage for new cells to thrive. Movement and oxygen stimulate the healing process. Three, Movement affects your microbiome. Exercise also has an effect on our microbiome, which is the diverse culture of bacteria in our gut that helps us digest food. In addition to digesting our food, our microbiome triggers neurochemicals that communicate with our brain, stimulate our cravings, help induce sleep, and regulate our moods. The more diversity in your gut, the better your immune system. Overtraining damages the microbiome, and the cell lining of the intestines, but movement and exercise are necessary to the proper functioning of our digestive system. We need exercise in the right amounts and degrees of intensity that feel good to us. Four, movement stabilizes your blood sugar. Working out is a great way to stabilize blood sugar levels. As muscles work, they require more glucose for fuel. If you train before you eat, You can reduce blood sugar spikes because your muscles will consume the sugars from your food. Because sugars are being quickly absorbed by the muscles, they don't hang out in the bloodstream or get stored as fat. This is why athletes can tend to eat whatever they want. They are so active that their muscles are constantly consuming sugars. And as a result, their blood sugar levels stay lower. Five, movement allows the body to come back stronger. Movement creates stress on the body that then, during recovery, allows the body to heal and build back stronger. A good example of this is how exercise strengthens bones. Bones can become brittle from lack of movement, too much stress, or lack of nutrients. As you move, particularly with strenuous exercise, your network of osteocytes, or bone cells, cracks slightly. Once you eat, sleep, and recover, your body repairs these cracks and builds your bones back stronger. Typically, it takes a certain amount of stress on the bones to create adaptation, which is why progressive programming and training is important. Six, movement lubricates your joints. Movement stimulates production of synovial fluid that lubricates the joints. We see a clear illustration of these effects in back pain relief exercises. One exercise, the chair pull, causes compression in the low back. This often feels counterintuitive to people. They wonder, how compression could decrease their low back pain. The joints, nerves, muscles, and tissues need to be stimulated in order to create a response. That's why bed rest is terrible for back pain. Instead, we need movement around all of those joints to get synovial fluid, nutrients, blood flow, and oxygen back to those areas to heal. Seven, movement benefits your brain. Exercise creates positive effects on cognitive performance and it stimulates the release of a variety of positive neurochemicals into the brain. We release serotonin, the happy chemical, and endorphins, which are our body's natural painkillers, as well as adrenaline that boosts our performance, among other chemicals. Cognitive function and mental focus go up as a result of exercise. It's also possible to get addicted to exercise and the adrenaline and endorphins that are released. For the brain, as well as for the rest of the body, exercise in moderation and in balance with recovery is ideal. And finally, eight, movement fights depression. A study examining the effects of exercise on depression in mice showed that consistent stress can cause brain damage and neurodegeneration. Specifically, the study focused on the hippocampus, which is the part of the brain associated with depressive behavior. Under stress, the brain creates fewer blood vessels to supply the hippocampus. And that decreased density of blood vessels, and therefore decreased blood flow, results in depression-like behavior. But with increased exercise, you stimulate more blood flow and oxygen to the brain, open up the blood vessels, and increase the nutrient and neurochemical exchange, therefore creating an antidepressant effect. You just listened to an excerpt from the book, Healing Hacks, Bring Your Body Back to Nature slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This article was adapted from the book Healing Hacks Bring Your Body Back to Nature. And Ian Hart is the owner of Back Pain Relief for Life and EarthFit, a top-rated group training facility. He has dedicated his career to helping others heal naturally. Now for my commentary. I very much appreciated Ian's accessible explanations of the effects exercise has on the body. I've said this many times before. Exercise seems to benefit almost every cell in the body from head to toe. And Ian provided evidence to back this up. He also mentioned how exercise can benefit the gut microbiome. And I wanna say a couple more things about that. Researchers have discovered that walking, jogging, and running may help keep things moving along in our intestines, which may relieve constipation and keep the gut microbiome healthy. And as Ian mentioned, exercise can also release good-feeling hormones in the brain. These hormones may ward off depression or even help those that currently experience depression. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. Some researchers believe that a healthy microbiome may actually lead to a healthier brain. So here's what could potentially happen. You exercise regularly, which may keep things moving along in your intestines and promote the health of your gut microbiome. A healthy microbiome may actually then send signals to the brain, helping to prevent depression. So instead of a one-way direction of communication from the brain down to the gut, instead, the gut may also send messages back up to the brain, which may in turn determine our risk for depression, for example. I mean, we already know when we're under stress, for example, when the brain perceives something as stressful, that message can affect our gut. Have you ever had a stomach ache when you're really stressed out or anxious? I know I have. That's the brain sending signals down to the gut. But what we're learning is, again, that's not necessarily a one-directional thing. The gut may, in turn, send signals back up to the brain. Amazing, right? Now, while this is still being researched, it's fascinating and humbling. We have so much more to learn about the connection between the gut and the brain. All right, that'll do it for me for today. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being here every day. Thank you for sharing the show with someone. I hope you have a wonderful start to your week and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.